Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lifeline Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Wilkie, and I am so excited for this week's episode. Thank you for coming back and joining us for week two. Um, The title of today's episode is You Can't Serve Two Masters. So before I kind of start talking, I want to just kind of ask you guys, what are some idols in your life? What are things that you struggle with? putting before God, or you struggle spending more time doing that than spending time with God. Uh, I want to start us with a verse, Matthew 6, 24. It says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This specific example is um, talking about money, but we're going to be talking about several different examples that I feel are most common to be made masters in your life over God. So I'm just going to go over four different ones today, four of which I struggle with, have struggled with, still struggle with. Um, We're going to talk about money, people, your phone, and sports slash physical activity. So before this, Romans 6.16 says, don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as a Obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey. Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or obedience that leads to righteousness. So, the part in this verse that I just love, and that after reading this several times, I think this was a part that truly popped out to me, but it says, You are slaves of the one you obey. And this may seem, you know, very harsh. Like, when you hear the word idol, I think it's commonly associated with, you know, a different God or like praying to other gods, things like that. But it can be something as simple as social media or your phone. And um, so to kind of just get your brain thinking, how do you spend most of your time? What are your priorities? So when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? When you're bored in the middle of the day and you have free time, what do you do? How do you spend it? The first idol I kind of want to go over is one I am 100% currently struggling with, and that is my phone. I heard it really well said in this TikTok so long ago, because for me, I never realized that my phone could be an idol, that that could be considered something that I am putting above God that is even my master, right? And I don't remember who it was, but he basically um, said, if you are spending more time on your phone, so say, how, so say you spend about three, four hours on your phone a day, right? How much time do you spend either in the word, praying, or just hanging out with God? Because for me, I've gotten into a routine, right? Where I wake up and I read the Bible and I pray. And it is about like anywhere from half an hour to hour. And then I go about my day and I'm like, bang, I already got my quiet time in. I already got my time with God in. Like I'm set for the whole day, but then I'll go and spend all my free time on TikTok or on Instagram and on my phone and I'll get my screen time report. Now I'm like, holy cow, I literally spent an average of, let's say three hours on my phone a day, which I know some people's is higher, some people's is lower, but three hours is still a lot. So I want you to think 
Do you spend more time on your phone than you do with God? What are you doing with that free time? Are you scrolling? What are you doing at night? Are you going to bed and are you reading and then going to bed? Or are you staying up two hours late past your bedtime scrolling on your phone? What's the first thing you do in the morning? I challenge you to look at your morning and your nights. Obviously, we should also be giving him time in, you know, throughout the day, but oftentimes that's our busiest part, right? Like we just, we talk with him while we're going to the grocery store or something like that, but mornings and night, how do you spend your mornings? What's the first thing you do? Do you look at your phone and do you scroll for half an hour or do you get up and read your Bible and spend that first part of the day with God to be able to allow him to pour into you? rather than letting the world pour into you. And automatically the first thing you see when you wake up is people posting on Instagram and about their lives that you wish you had that life. You wish you were doing that. When you have time at the end of the day to decompress and write as you're about to fall asleep, do you spend that quality quiet time with God or do you spend it on your phone wasting time? You know, those are just things that I, get very convicted of. I would also say that uh, I really struggle in the middle of the day when I have a break in between class, right? Like I'll just waste literally an hour in the middle of the day on my phone, just scrolling when I could be not even just reading the Bible, but like reading a book, things that are more beneficial towards me in this. I would encourage you guys. Um, if this is something you're like, dang, maybe I do struggle with, or if you're not sure, I would track the time that you're on your phone and track the time that you spend with God. It was crazy to me when I was tracking it. Like I was spending that 45 minutes, maybe hour in the morning. And then I was spending like a total of at least two hours a day on my phone, just scrolling, like not even doing um, beneficial things for me. And so with that, uh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Titus 3.14. And it says, our people must devote themselves to doing what's good in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. I love this verse because I am so guilty of living an unproductive life with my phone. Like that 100% ties into it. And obviously the Bible doesn't have any verses on being on your phone because they weren't a thing back then. But it's like verses like this where you can say, okay, well, I want to spend my time doing something that's good and scrolling on TikTok for three hours a day is not very good for me. So I'm going to spend that either decluttering something, reading in my Bible, some extra time, reading a book, just do, devoting yourself to doing what's good and beneficial towards you rather than sitting there and having empty filler time with your days. The next thing I want to talk about, um, very popular subject is money. Money is talked a lot about in the Bible and how that is truly one of the easiest things we can make an idol in our life, right? Like we just are constantly saying, oh, I wish I had money. I wish I could do this. I wish we could go on that vacation. I wish I could buy this. Money is something that distracts you and it makes you shift your focus to worldly treasures and possessions rather than your heavenly rewards and thinking with an eternal lens. Money makes you fixate on the now and what do you want now and what, um, new clothing item do you want? What furniture item do you want? What kitchen appliance do you want? Instead of truly saying, God, this is your money that you have gifted to me. How do you want me to steward this? 
How are you wanting me to spend this money that you have gifted me with? Because truly, all of the money that we get is a gift from God. And so he's calling us to be stewards of his money. And so I think this is also something I'm very, very uh, guilty of doing, right? It's so easy to just go shopping all the time or even something that gets me the worst is coffee. Whenever I'm home, I'm always getting a zip fizz. And while that doesn't seem like much, it adds up. That's like anywhere from four to six dollars a day. And I was given the opportunity to sponsor a kid. Um, and so I am, and it's $40 a month. I truly felt God tugging on my heart in this moment. It was an incredible moment. Me and my friend were at a Lauren Daigle concert and someone came and spoke about it. And I just knew that God would provide for this. And truly, if you think about it, we spend 40 a month easily on coffee. If you're spending, let's say $5 a day on coffee, you're already hitting $40 in less than two weeks of a month on coffee alone. And so I just realized, okay, this is what God's calling me to. I need to check in and am I stewarding the money that he's given me wisely? Matthew 19, 23 through 24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. That verse is crazy. And you truly think about it. And given there are some rich people out there who very much steward their money wisely and it doesn't take over them and that's not their idol in life. And they are just gifting the money that God has given them. But you think most commonly rich people they have a huge mansion, right? They have the nicest cars. They buy Gucci everything, right? And even I'm so guilty of it when I get a paycheck or something like that. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, money. I just want to spend it. And it's so easy to not stop and pause and say, hmm, okay, God, what do you want me to do with this money? Obviously, I want to go buy something at TJ Maxx, but I want you to be in charge of this money that you have gifted me with. I would also encourage you guys to just take account for how are you spending the money that God has given you? How are you stewarding this gift that he has poured over you? The next idol I'm going to talk about is something that I have struggled with my whole life and definitely still struggle with. And it's really cool because I actually felt God put this whole topic on my heart after I had a conversation last night at FCA and we were in our groups and we were talking and um, one of my friends was talking about how one of her distractions, I think it was, was basically just people pleasing, you know, not being able to say no to things. And um, I love this verse in Galatians. It um, It's Galatians 1.10 and it says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. When I read this, I think I read it for the first time over the summer. It stopped me in my tracks because I was like, oh my gosh. I think a common misconception of, you know, pleasing people, at least for me, is I was like, I want to steward what God has given me well. I want to, you know, be nice to everyone. I want to do things for everyone. He did not create us to pour our everything into everyone all the time. 
We still need that soul rest. We still need time with him. And we want to steward not only, you know, the money and everything he gives us, but the time. And so that begs the question, when you're making decisions, are you thinking, oh, what will, what will people think of this? What will people think of me? Which I am very, very guilty of doing 100%. Whenever I'm making a decision, I'm thinking, oh, what would so-and-so say? What would so-and-so think, right? But ultimately, why would we care about what people think when God is like our almighty creator, the most important person ever? If we're not aiming to please him, and we're aiming to please people on earth. That's crazy. We want to aim to please the God who created us, the God who loves us, right? We want to do things that are good, that he smiles at and that he loves. And we want to aim to please him, not people on earth, because at the end of the day, it matters what he thinks of you, not what people on earth think of you. And he already knows you. He already fully knows you and fully loves you. And so that should motivate us to say, okay, God, you have sacrificed so much for me. You sent your son to die for me. You have done all these things for me. You care for me. You love me so much. What is it that you want me to do with my life? What path do you want me to take? And I'll be honest, I have had to make so many difficult decisions that I knew people would not like, that I knew that people would not agree with, but I knew that it is where God is calling me to. And that's all that mattered. Even though I knew I would probably get bad reactions or people maybe want to support me or honestly, you'll lose friendships along the way. That's okay. Because if you lose a friendship over a God given decision over your life, that should say more about the friendship than it says about you. And I know that that's much easier said than done, but I promise you at the end of the day, it truly only matters what God thinks of you. We want to shape our decisions around what he wants for us because we know that he has the best for us in store. He has got more than we could ever possibly hope or imagine planned out for us. And so we want to go along with what he wants for our life. Not what other people say. Ultimately, God's opinion of you is the only one that matters. And this has been a very hard pill for me to swallow. And I've struggled multiple times, many times, still do. I'm not saying it gets, you know, it's like easy peasy after two times. But the thing that really gets me in this verse is the last sentence. If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. We want to serve him with all that we have. And obviously with the overflow of that, it typically is serving people. We still want to serve people, right? But our main goal, our main priority is serving Christ, not people. And so we just have to come to terms with the fact that sometimes people will not agree with our decisions and sometimes we're going to lose friendships. But if we choose God's way and God's path, and we don't let people become an idol in our lives, and we keep God at the very center, at the very top, this will overflow from it, and he will bless you with the people he places in your life, and that will fill you, and not only you just fill them, they will fill you too. So I would encourage you to check your life, and when you are going through day to day, thinking about what you're going to do, I challenge you to keep in check If you are first thinking about what God wants, or if you're first thinking about what other people want you to do. The last thing I'm going to kind of go into is sports slash like physical training. 
my whole life has been sports and it's it's constantly about moving to the next level, right? What can I do to get better? I need to eat better. I need to work out harder. You know, it's all these things, right? And so often sports can become an idol and it can become our identity if we're not careful. If we're putting all of our hope in sports and how they turn out, we will ultimately be disappointed. We're going to be disappointed if we put our hope in anything other than God. Because everything in our lives is a gift from him. He gifted us with the ability to play these sports or to lift or to run or do whatever it is. He gifted us with this ability, but he didn't put this in our lives to become a bigger priority than him. 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8 says, Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding the promise for both the present life and the life to come. I read this verse earlier today, and I just think it goes really well with this topic because while it is important to train our bodies and stay physically active, right? We want to be um, a temple for God. Our bodies are a temple. So we do want to take care of them, but it's different if it's shifting to your biggest priority and it's all you're thinking about and you're like, I just want to look like this. I just want to look like this. And it's becoming an idol in your life. Or if you're saying, I just want to win this. I just want to play this. If that is becoming the top priority in your life and it's no longer God, that's where we have an issue. If you're sticking your identity in how much you lift or what, how much playing time you get, that will ultimately disappoint you because any idol you place above God will lead to disappointment. I have struggled with this several times in my life. And I think a lot of us base our progress on if we're squatting 10 more pounds than we did a few months ago, right? Which that is a great accomplishment. But it's truly more of, am I stewarding this body that God gave me well? Am I being active and is my body being fueled well? And do I feel like I'm creating a good home for God? All we can do is let God be our master these aren't the only four possible things that you can make idols in your life. There are millions of things that can easily, if we're not paying attention, become our biggest priority and become our master if we are obedient to it. And if that's what we're thinking about and that's how we're spending our free time in our day to day. I want to encourage you today to check how are you spending your time? Are th is there anything in your life that's pulling you away from God? Are there any distractions that's not allowing you to grow with him? Whether it's people, whether it's sports, whether it's your phone, whether it's money. Sit with God in silence and say, Lord, is there anything in my life that has become a higher importance than growing with you, than serving you? I constantly have to check this in my life because I think it's so easy for me to not pay attention to how much time I'm spending on my phone or to not check my mindset with my physical appearance or to so often get caught up in what people think of me, right? All we can do is let God be our master and make him our priority. Then look at these other things in our life as a way of serving him. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So it's not saying don't work out anymore. Don't do anything good for people. Don't get too much money or don't go on your phone at all. And maybe, you know, you do need to set very 
specific boundaries in these things, but these things are in our life because God has gifted us with them. So it's more of a mindset switch to let God be at the very top and let his overflow that he pours into us pour into all these other things. So with your phone, I mean, post about the good news, post about God, encourage people with verses, or just be a light on social media or anything else you use your phone for. Use it to bring glory to God's name. It doesn't all have to be negative for the money. Be gracious and give and steward well with what he has gifted you. It may be $1. It may be $100. Who knows? Just spend that quiet time with the Lord and ask him truly, how does he want you to steward the things he's gifted you with? Or people pour into them. But let God be first and let his overflow help you overflow pour into other people. Sports or your physical appearance, use that to bring glory to God. If you get any recognition in sports, I mean, acknowledge that it's not us at all. It's not our doing. It's what God has gifted us with. And he's gifted us with these opportunities or these abilities. It's because of him. He could take it away in an instant. It's not because of us. Yeah, sure. We, we put in the practice and we put in the work and we put in the hours. But ultimately, it's because God has gifted us with this ability to do that. Thank you for joining us again this week. I pray that this episode helped you grow closer to God and allow Him to be your lifeline. See you next week.